Blog Talk Radio. We live! We're live! Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one. With LaVar and Mary. With LaVar and Mary. What's going on, Blog Talk Radio Nation? It is Friday night, and you are tuned into page one with LeVar and Mary. So glad that you can join us for this Friday night, March 3rd, 2023. There's no pitch clock, so we don't have to adhere to any like time. We've got all the time in the world, except for the two hours that we have here with you. But that's another story for another day. But glad you could join us. <laughs> it. Uh, no matter where you're at, the weather is a question mark. Here in Chicago, I can tell you, we were originally due for six to ten inches of snow. The weather people were wrong. I think that's the only job in which you could like be half right or half wrong or all wrong, sometimes right. But still, it's great living. But so glad that it is not. <laughs> and I'm joined by my wonderful friend, Mary, who I am going to assume is in milder temperatures or way better uh, than the 30-some degrees that it is here. How are you? Yes. Well, I mean, it's it's better than the 30-some degrees for out here. People are freezing. It's cold. We almost got up to 60 today. <gasps> <laughs> Hold up! Yeah. Hold, hold all your exclamations. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I just hoped it were one step closer to spring than we would be from winter. Um, I do know that as far as daylight goes, uh, if you are following the calendar, the 12th, well, actually, the night of the 11th into the 12th, daylight saving time. So uh, a couple of weeks, well, about a week from now, it'll be the last week uh-huh. uh, under the uh, old daylight time. We actually pick up some daylight, but we're going to spring forward, so we'll lose an hour of sleep. <laughs> Unless you time it right. Oh, although I have, I will say that the other day uh, we were leaving work and, it was still somewhat like it was a normal light out. It wasn't night time, for lack of a better descriptor. I do know that we have picked up uh, some light <laughs> uh, even before then. I think that mm-hmm. you know that makes me feel a little better because to me, it getting dark early doesn't seem right. Um, I would much rather it be a little bit lighter later um, because for those who do nine to fives, um, at least you know that you can enjoy a little bit of daylight because it's kind of like getting the sun when you're going into work. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then it would, because I had a job once. I kid you not. It was dark when I got there because I started early in the morning. There were no windows. When I left at night, it was dark. <laughs> so unless I went outside at some point during the day, Excuse me. Oh, excuse you. Pardon me. Live radio. Um, but unless I went outside, see, that's how much it choked me up. Unless I went outside, <laughs> you missed all of the daylight. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You know what I did at that moment? <laughs> oh, goodness. I'll be all right, folks. I'm not dying. I kid you. <laughs> but, Wow. That's not good. Anyway, <laughs> as I digress, but yes, you miss some of the daylight. You don't get all of, you know, a full day. And I think if you miss daylight, it's kind of like um, you get a little, not depressed, but some people, they could do without it. I love my daylight. I need my, was it vitamin C or is it vitamin, it's vitamin C, right? D. As or in D. dog. Okay, so I need my vitamins. So at that point, I need to be outside some rays. So I love the sunshine. That's why I love summer. I know a lot of people love fall. You can have it. I love sun. I love, like, not the heat that it brings, but I love, like, summertime movies. So that's just me. Mm-hmm. But anyway, <laughs> I move on. <laughs> I know you like fall. So... I do, but I like the early fall when we still have sunlight and can enjoy crisp weather. Right. So, yeah. But, no, I kind of like more of, like, the summer, like the early part of summer and the late part of summer, not the middle part of summer. That's too hot. Too freaking hot, man. So you can have it. That's okay. Um, But we've got a little bit of a full show here tonight. Hopefully I hold up. <laughs> I swear to you, right before I started this show, I was fine. It seems the minute that we start this show, the minute I start talking, stuff happens. But I'm fine. It's just a little bit of something in my throat. Luckily, I have like a ton of water sitting here. No alcohol, unfortunately. But as it goes, tonight we'll have a little bit of yay or nay. Um, we will have a little bit of potpourri. We'll have the almanac coming up here in a few moments. And then we have Smoking Gun Files, because I know you've missed that. Uh, and yeah. then we'll take a look at what's trending. And um, I kind of have what I call an After Dark segment. It kind of fits for After Dark. We'll see where it goes if we have enough time. And, of course, always Retro Moment of the Week, which kind of tonight is, hmm, I actually have to say, there is a very rare Retro Moment of the Week. I will explain it when we get to it, but for my friends in the UK who are listening, this commercial tonight only aired there. It never aired in the States here. On top of it, it is very rare because 
It is from a famous musical act that, as far as we know, only did this commercial in their entire career. If that alone is not enough to keep you tuned into the show tonight, besides wondering if I'm going to make it the entire time through, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, when I ran across it, I've got to tell you, it has a backstory to it. I'll talk about it a little bit later because I know how much you love the backstories that I do behind certain things. But um, I think you'll enjoy it. I really think you'll enjoy it. So. Most interesting thing that I read this week before today, there was actually a very interesting thing that's been trending online all day. Um, And I have to tell you, Jon Stewart is trending. If you haven't seen the reason why, (laughs) there's going to be one side that's going to love it, one side that's going to hate it. But Jon Stewart is probably – America's conscience, I think, in a way. He's not even really a journalist, but his thought-provoking interviews or his thoughts, it is enough to stop and make you think. It's, it's, I dare say, Murrow-esque, but the interview that he did uh, for his, I think it's Apple Plus show, it is trending online. He's one of the things that's trending, and we'll probably mention it later. But the other thing that was of interest that, I read this week. Um, besides, also tonight comes news of Rachel Ray, who is stepping down uh, from her show after 17 seasons. Um, it seems like the talk show genre is, I don't know if it's going away or if it's changing. Um, Rachel Ray is now going away. Dr. Phil's going away. Um, it was announced last week that People's Court was not coming back. Judge Mathis was let go. Um, but he's going to be winding up on another judge shows, talk shows, and variety shows. They're kind of going away. Um, mm-hmm. Along with talk shows, I think you and I have talked about this. There's not a lot of talk shows. Back then, it used to be a ton. Uh, you had your pick, but now yep. a lot of those are going away too. Mm-hmm. I know some people like them, but I, I like them for like the rare thing. Of occasionally, you have something to watch. It's it's what I call junk TV. I mean, it, it's it's <laughs> sometimes it's educational, but we all watch it for the fact of watching somebody else with problems more than ours. I don't, I don't know about oh that, yeah. I'm going to miss those shows. So, did you have a favorite that you used to watch, if you watched any at all? I, I watched a bunch, and they always they always wound me up because, like, it's like, do people really talk like this? Um, especially in college. Uh, Jerry Springer was the one that wound me up the most, mostly because I really did want somebody to end up punching him in the face. Um, but... No, I I just watched whatever was on when I was sick. <laughs> but what you're saying exactly is exactly what I what I mean by that. But it's it was junk food TV. It was you turned it on, you got sucked into it, 
and you look up and the entire bag of chips is gone and you've been watching for four hours. I, I and kid that's you just not. what it was. Yeah, I was going to say, I kid you not. I didn't mention anything about junk food until you just did, which kind of leads me into the other interesting thing that I read this week. Uh, mm. This story comes from the UK. <laughs> a woman from England said that she has eaten a heart-shaped chip that could have won her more than $100,000. Don Seeger, who is from, and I'm going to get this so wrong, forgive me, I'll blame it on the fact that I'm not feeling well, but it is Oswestry in Shropshire. <laughs> Did I say that right? I'll find out. Soon I don't know. <laughs> I'll find out soon enough if I did or didn't. But she told Fox television stations that she pulled the snack from a, ba- a bag of walkers, but did not know that the chip, known as a crisp across the pond, could be valuable. She said, at first, I didn't realize that crisp would be worth money, as I hadn't heard about the competition. I said to my friends as I found it the day after Valentine's Day and thought it looked cute. Unaware of the contest, she ate the chip after taking the photo to send to her friends. It wasn't until they messaged her back saying not to eat it due to the competition. She said that she knew and she didn't know anything about it and that she had already eaten it. Unfortunately, now the crisp has <gasps> been eaten and I'm not in the running to win the competition. Uh, Walkers is currently holding a contest to see who can find the best heart-shaped chip. Uh, they were giving away $100,000 to one lucky winner who finds the best one in their Walkers packet of crisps, which website promotes. Big hearts, small hearts, bubbly hearts, crispy hearts, we want to see them all. The winning amount converts to 120330 U.S. Uh, the brand says their judges are looking for a chip that closely resembles a symmetrical heart shape. She says, my initial reaction was that it wasn't anything to worry about, really, as I'd eaten the crisp, and that was that. A Walker spokesperson told the BBC that they were sorry to hear of her mishap, but said that all is not lost as the competition was continuing. <laughs> oh, no, that's so bad. Yes. That's so bad. I feel so bad. The mere pain of not knowing. <laughs> I think I told oh, you. Goodness. I think I told you once where I saved at M M&M and M because it was like literally blank canvas and had no coloring on it, no M on it. And I was like, "This has got to be worth something." Because how often? I mean, we hear now more often about foods specific shapes that make money online. And there you go. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, so if you're over there and you buy a bag of these crisps and you find a heart, don't eat it. Don't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Her <sighs> friends were not you, good friends. Huh? <laughs> you, you've been to the UK. Have you had a bag of Walker's crisps? I have not yet had a bag of walkers, surprisingly. Um, but, I mean, okay, yes, I do eat chips. I'm not saying that I'm not a chip eater, but I just don't generally eat, generally eat a lot of potato chips on a daily basis. That's just a 
You were going to say junk food, weren't you? Thing. No, it's mostly, no, because I eat, I, I can't say that I don't. I can't say that I don't eat junk food, but then I also can't say that I do eat junk food because I do eat junk food, but not like people consume junk food. Does that make sense? I, I guess it's just because, I, I'm, and for the people that don't know, I'm diabetic. So I have to really watch what I eat, and it's almost to the point of, I don't want to say OCD or obsession, but that's where it feels like it, because it's like I have to know every single thing that I put into my body, and that's why I don't drink a lot of soda. That's why I don't eat a lot of junk food. So I avoid it completely, because I do. I like soda. I like, and I'm saying soda for everyone else's benefit, but you know I'm calling it pop in my head. Um, And I like junk food, but I have to be careful. So... When I was over in the UK, I was more um, focused on indulging in other cuisine than potato chips or crisps. Gotcha. Hmm. Well, but there was go. something like prawn flavored or something like that. I kind of am intrigued by that. I want to try it, but I don't want to buy a huge bag of it. Yeah, uh, gotcha. Just beware of the sloppy joes. <laughs> yeah. There aren't sloppy joes. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> not sloppy joes. It's not sloppy joes. <laughs> <laughs> um, extra sloppy. Yes. It's a neat joe. That's what it was. <laughs> but today, it is March 3rd, as we said, and that takes us to the almanac. On the Almanac today, if I I think I did, and I tend to forget now in my old age, but um, I did tell you last week that today was National Soup It Forward Day. Uh, it's also National Dress in Blue Day, National Speech and Debate Education Day. It's also National Employee Appreciation Day uh, today. That was trending for a while Ooh. online. Yeah. Um, I hope that you employers did something special for your employees that <laughs> uh, I can hear them in the back of their mind. Yeah, we gave them a job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, global, day, <laughs> yeah, global Day of Unplugging, which is sundown to sundown between March 3rd and 4th, National Mold Wine Day. It's National Cold Cuts Day today. Um, what's your favorite cold cut? Uh, I am partial to salami. Um, <laughs> Giggity. <laughs> uh, I, I, I am partial to salami. I, I do like the, a, a good hard salami. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> I'm, in, I'm into the spicier meat. <laughs> Well, I, you know, that brings me to, I know you have a love of charcuterie boards. Um, <laughs> so what does one or what type of cheese can one pair with salami? Oh, I have no idea. I eat all sorts. I tend to like, I will say, let's back up. I will say that I enjoy um, like like a Colby Jack oh. or a Huffarty. 
with a good salon. So fancy. I know, right? I'm so I don't know why, but I love a good uh, cheddar or a pepper jack. Yeah. Pepper jack with a spicy with a spicy meat, I think, would be too much. No, it'd be too much with this that, but I just love the pepper jack on its own. So I like those like cheese uh, samplers where you get like the mm-hmm. bunch of different cheeses all slight. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's it's good, then it's bad. Um, it is also <laughs> National An- yeah it's National Anthem Day, and it is National I Want You to Be Happy Day. Oh, I want you to be happy. <laughs> Same here. I, I I want everybody to be happy as well. I, I hope everybody can be. Um, tomorrow, it's the first Saturday of the month, so you know that's National Play Outside Day. It is National Sons Day tomorrow. It's Marching Music Day tomorrow. Mm. <laughs> you were in a band, right? No. But I did do marching in, like, parades and stuff. Oh, there you go. It's Marching Music Day. Uh, It is National... (laughs) It's National Hug a GI Day. It's National Pound Cake Day. And I know tomorrow um, you will probably love this one. It's National Grammar Day tomorrow. Yes. So excited. <laughs> Just don't go, you know, um, <laughs> pointing out everyone. Correcting everyone? Yes. <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't do that because I my grammar is not the best either. You mean it isn't the Better best? Better than some. <laughs> better than some. I'm not going to say that it isn't. It isn't. It's better than some. But it is is not the best, so I won't be mm. pointing out everyone, but there will be some pointers. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Well, me fail English? That's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and on Sunday, the fifth. It is Finisher's Medal Day. It's National Absent Day. I swear we already had National Absent Day. Um, mm. we? It's March 5th. Uh, National Multiple Personality Day is on March 5th. And National <laughs> and National Cheese Doodle Day is on March 5th. Mm. So you can I don't know what some, cheese doodles are. You can sip some absent while uh, having cheese doodles. Uh, Monday the 6th brings us National Dentist Day. It's National Frozen Food Day. National mm-hmm. White Chocolate Cheesecake Day. It's also that's National... You're a fan? I'm a fan, but that's very specific. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, you're not going to like the next one, too, because it's National Oreo Cookie Day. Monday is National Dress Day. Monday is National Dress Day, so I need to wear a dress to work on Monday. Got it. Well, here's the thing. It reflects on memorable memorable events when we recall dearest memories by what we were wearing. 
Uh, coarse dresses have been worn for hundreds of years. That day, they, uh, today, they come in a variety of different shapes and designs, from long, mini fit and flare to the ball gown and A-line. Uh, there are many ways to celebrate. Throughout the years, dress designs have changed drastically. However, they still provide a distinctive look and a one-of-a-kind fit, adding a level of poise and confidence to any event. And um, they say to seek out the perfect dress mate for the occasion, whether it's a prom, an interview, a first date, or a big wedding day, it gives uh, all a reason to relive your fondest memories. Pretty much, they say on National Dress Day, you can share a photo of your favorite dress, past and present. Go dress shopping or wear a dress to work or out of the town, host a dress show, and you can celebrate our media using the hashtag National Dress Day. You can do that. There you go. On Monday. On uh, Monday. Now, it's going to be National Pants Day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yes, it is. On Tuesday the 7th, it's National Be Heard Day. It is National Cereal Day. National Crown Roast of Pork Day. And National Flapjack Day on the 7th. Didn't we just have a pancake day? We had a pancake day, and now it's flapjack day. <laughs> so, yes. You know flapjacks have to have their turn, too. Uh, and then uh, yeah, on, of course. Yeah, on Wednesday, it's National Oregon Day. It's International Women's Day. It is National Registered Dietitian Nutritionist Day, Proofreading Day, and National Peanut Cluster Day. And then on Thursday Ooh. the 9th, yeah, Peanut Cluster Day. <laughs> and then on March 9th, it is National Slam the Scam Day. It is World Kidney Day. Uh, National Meatball Day. National Crab Meat Day. National Barbie Day. And it is National Get Over It Day. <laughs> <laughs> So, I love it. I love yeah, it. Make a big fuss about something, just tell them to get over it. <laughs> it's National Get Over It Day. Yes. And then March 10th, next Friday, just to give you guys a heads up, uh, next Friday it is National Women and Girls HIV AIDS Awareness Day, National Pack Your Lunch Day, National Blueberry Popover Day, it's International Bagpipe Day, and I know you know this answer. Do you also know what March 10th is? Yes, it's Mario Day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, it's Mario Day. <laughs> it's Mario Day. Well, I think he's he said my favorite plumber. It's Mario Day. It's, it's me, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That is a look ahead. Uh, to the things that are coming up. Actually, I saw that, was it, I think it's today, or sometime uh, within the next uh, day or two, it is the anniversary of the, um, I'm going to get this so wrong, but I do believe, and I'm kind of doing a quick look up here, that the anniversary for the, uh, one of the Nintendo games is uh, coming up. Um I'll have that for you shortly. Um, bear with me for a moment. Uh, yeah, I think it was the, I don't want to say it's the Wii, 
I think it was something else. And I saw it, and now I probably have lost my place on it, but I'll find out what it was. Um, there's so many different anniversaries coming up here in this month of March. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of – oh, the Nintendo Switch, actually, 2017. Uh, it was six years ago today that the Nintendo Switch released worldwide. So, wow. Happy birthday to the Nintendo Switch. We have Switch. a couple of Switches. Ah. We have two. I have always been, as a video gamer, uh, I don't know, I guess I have to, and I, and I never did while I was uh, at your house. I never did see how the Switches kind of work. I guess I have to uh, try it to see. I, I, I see it. It looks cool, but um, yeah, I don't know. Might have to if I can't do. But see, I like the uh, PlayStation because that's what's got the football. So, do they have Madden on the uh, Switch? I don't know because that's a game I don't play. You <laughs> probably have like some form of like Nintendo. Uh, Mario football or something like that. We'll see. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. God. But anyway, oh, God. Um, we have a lot of stories to get through. I'm kind of trying to figure if we should do Retro Moment of the Week right now and then come back and we'll get through our first couple of stories because there's a couple of things we didn't get a chance to talk about last week. Um, but and we still have another up to 90 minutes to join you and be with you. But uh, let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. Speaking of video games, I'm going to sneak in an old school one, one I think we've already played on here. Uh, also, uh, the retro moment will bring you the commercial that I was talking about. I'll explain it on the other side. I'm not going to tell you who sang it. I think you already know. But if you don't know, uh, man, Shame. Uh, <laughs> Shame. So listen, Shame. So listen closely. Yes, listen closely, and then you'll know. But Retro Mode of the Week is next. We'll be right back uh, with page one here with LeVar and Mary on this Friday night. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, may I help you, sir? Yes, I think I'd be liking something cool as a green glaze. Refreshing as a, as a spring breeze. Then you'd like McDonald's green shamrock shake, sir. A green shake. Why, it's the grandest thing I've tasted since visiting the old country. Which country is that, sir? For the wee bit of Irish in all of us, try a delicious green shamrock shake. Deserve a break today at McDonald's. They got ranges, heaters, power tools. They got TV toasters, waiting pools. They got hi-fi hammers, hoses, brakes. They got all the very finest makes. Stop and shop at Kmart, get the best in-name brand merchandise. They guarantee the quality and discount the price. They got washers, dryers, bassinets, they got sprinklers, toasters, wire nets. They got broilers, records, vacuum cleaners, barbecues to roast your wieners. Ranges, heaters, power tools, they got TV toasters, waiting pools. Wake up in the morning, there's a crack around the place. Wake up in the morning, there's a crackle in your face. Wake up in the morning, there's a pop that really says, Christ, this is for you and you and you. For all the milk and listen to the sound that says, Christ, for all the milk and listen to the crackle of that 
morning, do the politicians rise. Hear them talking, Chris. Rise, Chris Listening to Page One, Page One with Lavar and Mary, your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's Lavar and Mary. Welcome back to Page One with LeVar and Mary here on this Friday night, March the 3rd. Uh, two quick things. The Kmart commercial, <laughs> pretty sure somebody snuck in the dirty thing about roasting your wieners, but I'm not going to say anything. Um, there's actually a longer version to that commercial. I'll play that a little bit later tonight. Uh, but back to the commercial that you heard for Rice Krispies. Do you know, and this is such a dead giveaway, but do you know the band <laughs> that did that commercial? Um, my brain is not working tonight, so no. Really? You can shame me. It's fine. <laughs> no. You know what? I'm going to give you one more chance. To, I'm going to play no. it again. No, just... <laughs> I... Um, no, just tell us. Just tell us, because you know there's people out there that are not as musically inclined as you are. <laughs> but you gotta know who that is. I, I know that I know it, but I don't know it. Does that make sense? Like my brain is going, you know who this is. Wow. But not telling me who it's at, who it is. I can hear so people there's, yelling there's no at us. No. <laughs> I can hear people yelling at us right now because you don't know this one. Well, I know. Uh, oh. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to shame. Shame. Well, for you folks that know, and for Mary that didn't know, that was the Rolling Stones. No, it wasn't. Was it really? Yes, that was the play Rolling Stones. Play it again. Stones. No, it, no, that's not what my brain was telling you. me. I'm going to play it again. Listen closely. Wake up in the morning and a slap around the face. Wake up in the morning, there's a crackle in your face. Wake up in the morning, there's a pop that really says, Rice Christmas for you, and you, and you. For all the milk and listen to the crackle that says, For all the milk and listen to the crackle of that rice. Get up in the morning, do the pop that says, Rice. Hear them talking, Chris. Rice Christmas. Yeah, yeah, nope. I shame myself at this point. Oh, my well, gosh. While a lot of people talk about the Rolling Stones with the songs such as Satisfaction and Give Me Shelter, mentioned less frequently is their contribution to the sounds of the breakfast cereal industry. As in 1964, the group recorded a television commercial jingle for Rice Krispies. A year before Satisfaction would make the band a household name, the Stones tackled a purely corporate gig by recording a song, Jukebox, for Kellogg's Rice Cereal Brands. Uh, uh, Snopes, the website, confirmed that the ad is real and was apparently the product of J.W. Thompson, their ad agency in the U.K. Early Stones member Brian Jones, uh, who passed away in 1969, wrote the jingle. Uh, The Stones uh, released their first single in June of 1963 in the U.K., 
So the spot didn't exactly capture the group at the height of its popularity, but it remains to a lot of people an interesting time capsule because the lyrics include, of course, the serial's famous snap, crackle, and pop. Uh, Stones fans who missed this hit in Jim and the group's history uh, shouldn't consider it an oversight as the ad only aired in the U.K., and while they didn't write any more jingles, a number of their songs wound up being used for commercials, including Satisfaction for Snickers, and You Can't Always Get What You Want for Levi's in Canada. So, yes, the Rolling Stones. Shame, Shame right. for me. I can't believe I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm, that's, that's the most awful thing right now in my brain going, how did you not know that? You knew who this yeah. was. Yeah, you can, you can kind of hear the uh, the vintage kind of like Stones voice in that you know, commercial. So yeah, I find I find the ever again. I find the retro moments for you here. So yeah, interesting side point. Uh, I when I I had to hear it twice. I thought it was a like fake group cut kind of like the stones until I did a little research on it and found that out. So, hey. <laughs> I so you weren't surprised when I'm like, no, it isn't. No, it isn't. I was a little surprised because I thought you would get it from the sound, because I think that's Mick Jagger singing it. Um, and I thought you might, like, hear the voice and it give it away. Because uh, all you got to do is hear satisfaction, and then you got to hear that. And that's definitely Mick Jagger's voice singing for the Rice Krispie single. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I was quite surprised. Uh, I wonder if our friends out there who are listening, if you all got it before I gave you the answer. <laughs> so, yes. Good for you if you did. Um, bonus points for you all. <laughs> but... <laughs> One story last week that we didn't get a chance to talk about was quite an interesting one because this comes uh, – Airbnbs, of course, are a very popular thing. Uh, a lot of people uh, lately seem to have had different issues with Airbnbs. Uh, we've read a lot and online. Uh, this story comes out of Alameda, California, where a person uh, – their name was Alexander Yee, and his friends went to Tahoe. Um, and there, uh, they, of course, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think that it snowed quite a bit in Tahoe recently. Uh, but they rented it a did. great place through Airbnb. And on the first night, everything went well. On the second night, things were still pretty good, but the place seemed to be running out of hot water. And on the third day, there were more hot water problems. Because of that, he said, we had no hot water at the Airbnb, and we reached out to the host just to let them know that there was an issue with the hot water and that we were taking cold showers, which wasn't great in the cold Tahoe weather. Yeah, and his buddies also let Airbnb know what happened, too. He says that when we heard back from the Airbnb customer service, we were quite surprised by the response. They had mentioned that because hot water wasn't specifically included as an amenity at the Airbnb that they were staying at, the host was under no obligation to provide hot water. That didn't seem right, so he contacted uh, KGO out in San Francisco, also looking at the Airbnb listing. Sure enough, hot water is not on the amenities list, although a hot tub is listed. Airbnb said, quote, we do not allow hosts to self-select as an amenity. However, 
This is meant to be used for remote off-the-grid listings so that guests can pay, uh, plan properly. For this particular case, our team did follow up with the host to inquire about any amenity issues that need to be addressed. Uh, so pretty much what happened was that uh, the gentleman was refunded uh, the Airbnb service fees as well as the cleaning fee, which was equivalent to about one night's stay. Um, the host even refunded a portion of the uh, payment. Uh, I think this was only after the KGO station out there kind of reached out. But they gave the advice to read the amenities list very carefully when booking through Airbnb. I I didn't think uh, – since when does hot water an amenity? Is it that the norm? Well, I mean, I can understand what they're saying for the amenities page when it was like, um, like a remote location. So if you're doing like a camping thing or an off the grid thing, because they do have some unique places to stay, and I can understand that being, you know, oh, hot water. You need to you need to list that because some of these places that are remote don't have running water. Period. Like a treehouse, no running water. I stayed in one. It was a treehouse. We had to bring all of our stuff. It was off the grid for the you know for the couple of days we were there. Three, I think. Um, so I can understand it for that, but I don't understand it that every place should. Ha- okay, my brain's not wrapping around how to say this properly. If I'm in a if I'm in an Airbnb that's located on a street with neighbors and stoplights and signs, then it better have hot water. <laughs> Why would you want to list hot water? Hi, you have a dishwasher, but not hot water. Like, how am I supposed to wash the dishes? You know? I just... That's, that's just... And he should have been... Oh, he should have been refunded so much. I, he should The reason he got I, refunded, I, really, honestly, the reason he got refunded was because there was there was coverage on it, and that person didn't want to get a, a bad rating. So that, right. especially if they had more than one property. Right, and and you know, uh, it makes me wonder. That's scary. Should we start asking places now if hot water <laughs> is available? I mean, I'm going to be staying in two different places when I'm I'm going when I'm going back to the UK and do I need to pay, by the way, just double checking. Can I take a hot shower? Granted in the UK, hot showers are like lukewarm showers compared to here, but it's still, I would rather have a lukewarm shower than having a freezing shower. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, so you, I think yeah. you better check into that before you go back. <laughs> I may have to. <laughs> Your public service here at the, this station. Um, what are the other? Well, this is Potpourri Night because we have a bunch of stories that pretty much, if you've been on this show, you know that Potpourri Night is a bunch of stories that will kind of don't fit the narrative, but we'll pretty much kind of go through things that you may not have known. Uh, this one I know struck a chord with Mary because this has to deal. Uh, with the incident regarding Lady Gaga's dog theft uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, Jennifer McBride was sentenced to two years probation after she was arrested in connection with stealing the singer's French Bulldogs back in 2021. 
Uh, she's now being sued. Uh, Lady Gaga is being sued by Jennifer McBride, the lady who returned her stolen dogs last year, for not paying the $500,000 reward Gaga reportedly offered to anyone who would return them. In the lawsuit obtained by BuzzFeed, McBride alleged that the Grammy winner defrauded her by making a promise without intent to perform. As a result, McBride, who was eventually arrested in connection with snatching the dogs, claimed in the suit that she suffered pain, suffering, mental anguish, and loss of enjoyment of life. The French Bulldogs were stolen in a robbery back on February 24th of 2021, where her dog walker at that time was shot in the chest. McBride returned the dogs at the Los Angeles Police Department uh, Olympic Community Station on February 26th after Gaga offered the reward with, quote, no questions asked. A representative for Lady Gaga did not immediately respond to a uh, request for comment. Uh, authorities arrested her along with James Howard Jackson, Lafayette Wally, and Jalen White, uh, whose father McBride was reportedly dating later that year and charged her with accessory to attempted murder before prosecutors scaled back. Uh, she was charged with one count of receiving stolen property instead and was sentenced to two years of probation. Uh, the Los Angeles Times reported that Jackson received 21 years while Whaley uh, and White were sentenced to four years for second-degree robbery. Um... No. <laughs> oh, you know the face I'm making. I, I already know the face you're making. And it's kind of like, really? <laughs> yes, two years in jail will be taking you away from your happy life. What was it? Mental anguish and something else. Uh, it was, uh, uh, she suffered pain, suffering. Mental anguish and loss of enjoyment of life. Yeah, well, the loss of enjoyment of life was not because of Lady Gaga. That was the two years in jail you spent because you stole a flipping dog. I just, I do, oh my gosh. Like, I don't understand how people, why would I reward you when you stole my dog? Okay, she didn't necessarily steal the dog. She just received the stolen dog from the person she was sleeping with. But you were party to stealing my dog and shooting my dog walker. Why would I give you a reward for that? No questions asked. That's where Lady Gaga's probably gonna get into hot water because she said no or because it's stated as no questions asked. That might cause an issue, but I think there's something written into most states' laws that state that if you are party to a crime or convicted of said crime that you do not you do not get rewards for it. Like, you know, for um what is it, crime watchers or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Crime stoppers. If you do that they, they won't give you you get a reward if you if your tip leads to an arrest or conviction, right? But you right. won't get that if you were party to the crime. And there's something written into it that you don't. Yeah. Yes. For those of you that pain and li- suffering, I had to keep a secret about how we stole your dog. Right. Pain and suffering. Oh, the pain. Loss of enjoyment of life. I want to smack this lady. <laughs> uh, yes, the agony and pain. We feel really bad. <laughs> Yeah, your enjoyment of life is something I care so deeply about. Right. That guy that died. Ah. Oh. Well, nearly. 
he he made it, thankfully. But good lord, man, it's 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 like oh yeah, he made it. If if anything, if I'm him, what I would do is I would be like, hey, give her the money, and then turn around and sue her to get that money back. Yeah, seriously. So yeah. For the I, for the enjoyment of life. Pain and suffering. <laughs> so I, I don't get it. And this is why some of the laws sometimes are so jacked up. And, and I have a feeling, like you said, you know, they'll look at it because of the whole thing of the return of them, no questions asked. And yeah, I don't know. That will be an interesting uh, court case to see if she is able to collect. But even then, how do you lose enjoyment of life over five grand? <laughs> it's not five grand. It's half a million. I'm sorry, half a million. Yeah, but even then, half a million. It's not even. Uh, it's like not even. Yeah, I I don't. <laughs> you never had it. You didn't deserve it. So you couldn't have lost no enjoyment because you weren't living that life. <laughs> right. So. But she like was already counting her that, chickens before they hatched when she returned right. it, the dog. It, it would be like me saying that I lived a million-dollar lifestyle, but I've never had a million dollars. <laughs> I don't understand. Anyway. So many things wrong with this. Yeah. Moving on. Um, well, I'm not sure if this is good news or bad news, but <laughs> Ford has some interesting ideas on what self-driving cars might soon be able to do. Besides freeing us from the tedium of commuting, the company envisions cars that could repossess themselves. According to a document recently published on the United States Patent and Trademark Office website, Ford said it is considering a system that would allow a car to, on its own, leave you if you stop making your monthly auto payments. Don't worry, though. The patent hasn't been approved yet, and Ford insists it's just a thought. They says we don't have any plans to deploy this. <laughs> then why go for mm-hmm. it? Uh, <laughs> pointing out that the company was granted, not just applied for, but actually granted, 1,342 patents last year. That's an average of 3.7 patents per day. Companies apply for patents, of course, to protect ideas from being used by others, whether or not they actually use the intellectual property themselves. And uh, these processes can take a long time. And uh, Ford has a 14-page application filled with ideas for getting people to pay up. (laughs) That was actually uh, released out. Uh, But before getting to the point where the car would simply drive itself away, delinquent payers would be subject to a litany of annoyances. First, badgering messages, messages on owners' smartphones and even on the screens inside the car. These messages would demand at least an acknowledgement or better yet, on-the-spot payment. If the owner persists in ignoring these messages, the vehicle would, in the words of Ford's patent application, initiate execution of a multi-step repossession procedure. Step one includes making the owner pay in other ways. Features like the air conditioning, cruise control, or the radio might stop working. Uh, Some of that is already possible in many vehicles. If that doesn't work, the vehicle could become proactively irritating. The stereo might be programmed to emit an incessant 
an unpleasant sound every time the owner is present in the vehicle, according to the patent. There would be just one way to turn off the noise, which, of course, would involve making contact with the lending institution to address the payment delinquency. Failing that, the car would make itself unusable by, for starters, refusing to unlock its doors. This is where things get really complicated. A borrower might need to drive to work in order to earn the money to pay back the loan. The car could be restricted to allow itself only to be taken to work and maybe to buy groceries or drop the kids off at school. That's it. And all the while, the driver will be unable to listen to the stereo, might not have air conditioning, and could be subjected to that uh, irritating, unstoppable noise. Uh, Then there's the issue of what to do if there's a medical emergency. In a situation like this, according to Ford's application, could be enabled to drive itself to the nearest emergency room or even to coordinate with emergency medical personnel to rendezvous at a location. The car would then go back to locking out its owner. Only in the most extreme non-payment scenario would the car receive an over-the-air command to quit its owner. In that case, if the car isn't capable of fully self-driving in traffic, it might just move itself to a place where it would be easy for a tow truck to retrieve it, like the edge of a street. Sometimes, though, borrowers who are behind on payments will take the step of locking the car in a garage or placing it somewhere that makes it impossible to simply drive itself away. In the end, a good old-fashioned human being taking the car back may be the only answer. But that's very disturbing that those are a few of the things that could be on hand. Um, (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Um, Although I understand and agree that somebody that is not paying their car note should be, I don't want to say annoyed, but should be notified of said delinquency. I know plenty of people that have high high anxiety that borders on like, oh, uh, that requires medication that is brought on by financial, like everything financial. They don't want to pay for things. They don't know how to pay for things. When they do pay for things, they overpay or underpay um, that they have uh, – but when it comes to talking to somebody about, like, if they miss a payment and they have to, like, try and talk to somebody, instead of talking to somebody and fixing the issue, for whatever reason they miss the payment, they will actually ignore it, and then that snowballs into a bigger problem. I know people like that. And that could potentially – I mean, all joking aside, the joking part of it is, holy crap. My car is going to take care of, like, what? Please. That's the most ridiculous thing. But all joking aside, that could cause some problems, some major issues, if that's mm-hmm. a person that's dealing with that. On top of, again, things like, how do you know I'm going to work? How do you know I'm doing these things? <sighs> the man yeah. is watching us, man. Granted, I'm part of the man, but that doesn't matter. Here's my problem to all of this, and I'm pretty sure everybody is going to probably agree with me. You have all of these solutions that outline your pocket, but I've heard nothing in the news, and and I'm pretty sure they have it. But, of course, this makes the news. But where is all of this in regards to 
safer vehicles or protecting the vehicle from being stolen. In an age of which there are more car thefts and people taking catalytic converters, you would think that they would take the time to come up with ways in which those things don't happen. Third, about a car that will annoy the hell out of you if you don't make a payment. And at what point do you decide to implement those things? After a mispayment? Because a mispayment can happen. What if somebody makes a partial payment? Are you going to do like a car radio for a few hours and it cuts off? Or intermittent noise? That would be a danger. The intermittent noise that mm-hmm. I'm driving and that type of noise comes up, that could cause me to have an accident. It's a horrible idea. I would much rather you have a car. And even then, where is this when I need, like if my car gets stolen? Why, why can't I just have it shut off somewhere? <laughs> or make that noise for whoever stole my vehicle. Right. <laughs> to fruition, even though I have a feeling down the line you will see something as to where the car could probably be like, you know, inoperable um, if you try to go. Because I was like, how do you know that, and like you said, if you got to go to the hospital, meet me halfway or in a pickup spot, there's mere minutes that are... Somebody's going to sue. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, hey, my car pulled over to the side of the road. would only let me go this far. And I wound up having, like, a bigger medical emergency because I couldn't get there. That's insane. I hope a lot of that is just, like, up in the air thinking that's not going to, you know, stick against the wall. But my word, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ridiculousness. It's the future. I tell you, uh, Girl Scout cookies, uh, for those of you here in the U.S., uh, their website lists 13 different cookies this year, but not all of them are available everywhere. And according to this, most of us only re- really care about eight of them. Google Trends looked at the top cookie people in all 50 states, or, <laughs> and they've searched for the most over uh, the past month. One cookie really stood out here in Illinois. Uh, that cookie was Adventurefuls. Uh, they're the brownie and caramel cookies that debuted last year. Uh, they are number one in 25 states, including here. Uh, the Raspberry Rallies, they're the new one that just got added this year, and they're the top search in nine states, including Wisconsin. Tagalogs came in third. Uh, They're also called peanut butter patties, searches in four states, including Indiana and Iowa. Fed Mint are still the most popular, but we apparently don't feel the need to Google them these days. They're still the top search in just three states, including Missouri. Uh, Samoa's or Caramel Delight's top searches in three states. The Toast Yays, they're the French toast-inspired cookies that got added to select markets in 2021. Uh, They're still the top search in three states. S'mores was only Google most of Arizona. <laughs> and the <laughs> was the most searched Girl Scout cookie in South Carolina. The five cookies that had no love and didn't make the cut are truffles, lemonades, dosey doughs, or the peanut butter sandwich cookies, the gluten-free toffee-tastic cookies, and the gluten-free caramel chocolate chip. <laughs> 
<laughs> what was Nevada? The gluten-free has no love. And I will tell you, the most searched one in Nevada, in Nevada was the Adventurefuls. There's actually Ooh. a map um, that shows uh, all of them. But, uh, yeah, the Adventurefuls pretty much were in a lot of different states. Um, so, yes, a lot of people love them. Uh, I will tell you, uh, it's also California, Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, and Texas. Uh, all along that stretch, they all love them. So <laughs> if you're wondering about Girl Scout cookies, uh, that is what's going on. Also, I know we have talked about it in the last few weeks, but there was actually another interesting thing that came up in regards to uh, dining in the younger generation. Uh, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A fast food restaurant in Royersford, and I'm going to get that so wrong, uh, but that is in Pennsylvania. They are claiming ongoing issues with unaccompanied children has caused the institution of a new rule that would ban anyone age 16 and under from dining there without a parent or guardian in tow. On social media, the store posted a list of reasons for the ban, including issues with noise, Children being dropped off nearby only to linger for hours at a time, mistreatment of property, and harassment of employees. So in order to address it, the restaurant will now allow anybody age 16 or under to dine in the restaurant without that parent or guardian present. For anyone 16 or under who wants to purchase food without a parent or guardian, the store will require them to take their food and go. <laughs> Your thoughts? Bravo. I don't necessarily like Chick-fil-A. There's a lot of different reasons for it. That's just me. But, hey, bravo. If they're having those issues, then that's what's going to happen. Raise your kids right, people. I don't know what else. I'm so mean. I turned into one of those women. Oh, my gosh. Um, I apologize ahead of time for anyone that ends up being in my life when I turn into the old cranky cat lady at the end of the street. Um, but yeah, raise your kids right. I I, 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 I'm not saying that you have to be like, you do it right or no. You don't have to be mean, but manners. Like, there's nothing wrong with telling a kid to have manners. Yeah. Is there, or am I that old-fashioned? I agree. And I think a lot more places might start doing that. So, I don't know. Uh, Time for yay or nay, real quick. Uh, Just a couple of them tonight. But uh, it always seems that we have food that has to do with yay or nay. But anyway, uh, AMC (laughs) Theaters, they are launching a new supermarket line of microwave and ready-to-eat popcorn. The products will be exclusively available at Walmart stores starting on March 11th, the day before the Academy Awards. AMC plans to make the line available at other stores later this year. The company says that with the launch of AMC Theater's new line of microwave and ready-to-eat popcorn, they've yet again made good on a promise to our moviegoers and our investors. On March 11th, which is Oscars weekend, we will enter the multi-billion-dollar retail popcorn industry with at-home popcorn that features the authentic taste of real movie theater popcorn. Uh, Yay or nay to AMC popcorn. Um, I am a big fan of movie popcorn, but 
part of the movie going experience or movie popcorn experience is sitting in a movie theater and having greasy fingers and all that good stuff. I don't know that they'll be able to do that from a microwave. If they could, then I don't know why Orville Redenbacher and Movie Time and all the other microwavable popcorns haven't done it yet. Um, Good luck, I guess, is the best way of doing it. I I hope they do well. I could see Orville Redenbacher (laughs) going into movie theaters and knocking over the popcorn machines. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's Colonel Redbacher to you. Right. I don't know. Tell him what you saw. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, I know Orville Redbacher's been gone for many years. I'm just, <laughs> I could just think right. of like a Family Guy cutaway clip where I could see that happening where Orville Redbacher just goes and gets revenge in the movie theater. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Wendy's. Uh, another. Uh, restaurant is going into the home foods business. Now you can have Wendy's iconic chili at home. While not yet available nationwide, some consumers have spotted cans for sale on Instacart. Cans appear with the Wendy's logo and contain 29 grams of protein per can. More information will be available closer to the official national launch date. Yay or nay to Wendy's chili being available for home. I don't know. I, I make my own chili, and it's pretty damn good, so I'm I'm going to stick with my own chili. Um, but, hey, we've already got, you know, White Castle sliders. Why not Wendy's chili? Hey, they even got the White Castle chicken rings, which I just bought a bag of, so it's now at home. Where was all this stuff during the pandemic? <laughs> going to be waiting in line for like long periods of time at the drive through I could have had that stuff at home anyway um, <laughs> and then finally this one has a little bit of a build up to the story but hair masks to cold rinses people incorporate many different shower rituals into their routines but a particularly interesting one that's caught hold on social media is eating an orange in the shower the concept is simple. Turn on your shower, grab an orange, get in and start peeling and eating the fruit, enjoying all that citrusy goodness. Although there's no way to really say who first tried this shower experiment, some link it to a trend in, uh, to a 2015 Reddit post from a sense-deleted account that described the, quote, feel-good experience of shower oranges. <laughs> that same year, the shower orange subreddit was created. More recently, the shower orange concept has reached new audiences on TikTok, where a growing number of videos extolling the virtues of the bathing ritual. One said, I first saw this concept on TikTok. It was just a video of someone peeling an orange in a steamy shower with mellow music and no real context as to why. It looked really relaxing, and I could almost smell the citrusy orange from watching the video. I thought, I've got to try that because I bet it would be really energizing. Uh, They tried the shower orange process. And uh, they found it uh, easy to peel. They also said that they enjoyed the way the shower steam exaggerated the scent. Um, But what exactly are all the purported benefits of eating an orange in the shower? Are they based on science? And are there any downsides to the process? Some nutrition experts break it down. Um, And they said that the shower's heat enhances the smell and taste. 
the idea is that the shower and the fruit elevate each other. Um, as a result, your at-home shower may feel more like a fancy hotel or spa stay, and the smell of orange can be extra delectable. Um, the shower humidity may grab the essential oils of the orange, especially released when peeling it, and circulate the smell around the especially small space of the shower. But they believe that the flavor or taste of the orange is less likely to be stronger in the shower. <laughs> so they say it's more of a relaxing form of self-care, but yay or nay to shower oranges. <laughs> I see the look I, on your I, face. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 just buy orange-scented shower gel, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! I don't, I don't even have a real good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go with no. I'm gonna go with no. <laughs> Not a fan. I get it. It's okay. <laughs> Shower beer. I think we've talked about that on this show many times. People talk about a shower yeah. beer. So now it's a shower orange. And, you know, darn if you do with TikTok or anything online, there's always some, I don't, I don't want to call them weirdos, but it's always somebody coming up with something that it makes no freaking sense. I don't know why you can't wait to have your orange later, but hey, you're right. If you want, like, there's too much shower stuff that's being sold out here nowadays. Like those little capsules that you can put in the shower that rises up and makes the shower around you smell great. Buying an orange, I'm pretty sure they got some. But I'm more concerned about the peel. If I know if I go to somebody's house, there's shower peels and that little white part of the orange in your shower, I know what you're doing. And... (laughs) <laughs> if I'm a plumber, I am going to ask if you eat sh- uh, if you eat oranges in the shower, be on standby to get your call. <laughs> Why? <sighs> How as a society did we go from <laughs> so bad? You went from shower sex to beer in the shower to now orange in the shower. Nothing wrong with the first one. Though some people say that's not the greatest thing. Shower beer, which is all out weird, because that's like water getting into your beer. And now we've got oranges in the shower. It's just one big mess. I don't know. <laughs> oh, let's eat our food in the shower. Oh goodness! There's gonna be dinner showers next. <laughs> we said we're we're calling it right here. Dinner dinner or five course meals in the shower is probably next. So. Just don't oh, eat your crisp in the shower. Wow. <laughs> They're not going to be crispy. Yeah. <laughs> That's so dumbfounded right now. I'm almost speechless. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that. just get a, get a shower fizzy that smells like oranges. <laughs> and if you don't have enough time to eat an orange because that's what you want to eat, like, get up earlier. Right. Exactly. I don't. 
<laughs> I'm so I'm so mean. Oh my gosh. I give up. Uh do we have time for after dark? I I'm I'm down for whatever we got. Like I'm 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 all in. Let's all go. Right, so we're gonna do another retro moment. We're gonna do after dark. I've also got a couple of things from the Smoking Gun Files. I don't know which order I want to put them in. I'm going to probably do Smoking Gun Files next and then the After Dark one. So one more retro moment, which is a continuation of the one you heard earlier, but just a long-form version of it, because there was a long-form version of the Kmart commercial with the uh, bed actually in it. What we mean in the business by bed is the moment of just music, which was probably meant for someone to talk in that spot. Uh, Here's a long-form version of that Kmart commercial. We'll be right back with a little bit more page one here on Blog Talk Radio. They got fine with their wear, pots and pans. They got Johnson's Wax and Universal fans. They got TV sets by RCA. They got all the best brands made today. Stop and shop at Kmart. Get the best in name brand merchandise. They guarantee the quality and discount the price. Miller allegedly uh, hit him with that roll of money. 
As charged in a criminal complaint, Miller, the victim, a security guard, were working together. That's the, I, I thought strip clubs, you can't do that. Um, they were working together at Baby Dolls earlier this week when the man attempted to walk across the stage to speak to another co-worker. Uh, Miller allegedly responded by taking, quote, a wad of money and throwing it at the victim's head, hitting him in the back of his head. Uh, court records do not specify the size of the cash roll or the denominations <laughs> of the bills. Those signals would appear to be a likely component. Uh, in addition to that, to that charge, uh, she was charged with criminal mischief for allegedly damaging the victim's cell phone. Uh, of course, there's a picture of her here. Very pretty. Uh, she was released Wednesday without bond from the county jail, uh, where she was ordered to have no contact with her ex. A judge has ruled that she may continue to work at Baby Dolls. Um, <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> is anything your strippers going to get? They're going to make more money. Yeah. <laughs> How else is she going to pay for this? It's, it's, it's money. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of okay, course, so two things. We're going to go back to two things. I do not condone anybody hitting anybody else, but my God, it, you you really seriously going to get mad about getting hit in the head with money? I know. Coins, I, maybe. I was like, I don't if it. it was coins, maybe, but bills? Come on. It's just such an odd story. I felt I had to share that one because <laughs> it, was, it was a wad, a wad of cash, a large amount of rolled up money. And you know what I would have done? If you're going to hit me in the head Taking with a it? large amount. Yeah. That means it's mine now. That is mine now. Thank you. Yep. Moving on. <laughs> and then we stay in Florida. <laughs> in a harebrained scheme destined to fail, a Florida woman thought that she could game a court order uh, urinalysis test with a pill container, quote, filled with soda and tap water, according to court records. As a result of guilty pleas last month to a pair of felony charges, Shannon Hunter uh, was required to provide probation officials in Clearwater with a urine sample. Hunter, who recently copped to possessing painkillers without a prescription and theft uh, counts, apparently knew her urine proved to be dirty. So she, quote, attempted to use a prescription pill container full of an unknown liquid to pass her urine test. The scheme, which involved her hiding the pill container inside herself, end quote, was detected by probation officials familiar with the popular container in the vagina gambit. Usually such a container will hold synthetic urine sourced online or pee provided to the probationer by an acquaintance. After being read her rights, she, however, admitted that the liquid in her plastic container was, quote, just soda and tap water, a concoction that would have surely resulted in a failed test. While court records did not identify the soda involved, either Sprite or Mountain Dew would seem like a good bet. It's unclear why she thought submitting a urine sample containing no urine was a wise choice. During a court appearance, she pled to no contest to a misdemeanor of the fraud. She was sentenced to a maximum of 20 days in the county jail, in order to pay fines, the court costs totaling five hundred dollars. <laughs> oh. But I love how they yeah. said 
But I love how they said that she hid the pill container inside herself. You know what? That actually makes sense to me. I'm not even going to giggle about it. That actually makes sense to me. Why? Because when you go into the bathroom, you can, you know, men don't necessarily know that women have a sep. like we have three, three holes, not just two. Um, and some men don't know or understand how that works. I'm going to go with. Oh, we understand. So, <laughs> so it makes sense, but that, that, that was very well put, well played. <laughs> well played. Not the, not the actual act, but the wording was well played. Golf I kind of feel one. like uh, we just walked ourselves into the after dark cycle. <laughs> <laughs> And by the way, uh, if you do have little kitties around, let's think, hopefully they're in bed. We're about to walk into the now after dark segment here on the show. Uh, this was not too after darky, but this was actually a very interesting relationship uh, HuffPost article that came out. Um, pretty much, this has to do with the title of the article was Performance Improvement Plan. It's not what you think in some ways, but the performance improvement plan or PIPs for short, they're popular in the tech world, a handful of other industries for the unfamiliar. A PIP is a formal document given to an employee who may be slacking those. Uh, they also include goals that need to be met by a certain deadline or raise the person's employment or else the person's employment could be jeopardized. So a TikToker, her name is Nadine. Uh, we, she certainly thinks so. The 30-year-old recently posted a video about how she used a PIP in her personal life, putting her boyfriend of three months, quote, on probation when they were experiencing a lot of issues back in 2020. She said, I felt like we weren't compatible, even though we had a lot of love for each other. Uh, The clip has racked up nearly 196,000 views since mid-February. She says, I know it's kind of harsh to some of you, but he's an engineer, and sometimes it's really hard to communicate with him without using something that he could already relate to. Plus, he kind of liked it. We had a shared note with daily and weekly tasks he needed to do and a set of things that he needed to work on, and it worked out really well. In fact, the two still use their PIP techniques now. We add the task to the couple's Kanban board, and I'm going to pronounce that incorrectly, forgive me, basically a visual flowchart for managing projects and to-dos, and her boyfriend completes them. If she verbally tells him instead, he usually just forgets she sent the video. The couple also has weekly check-ins to get a temperature read on how things are going for both of them. Some social media users criticized her for bringing the trappings of the workplace into her relationship, creating an employee-manager dynamic where there shouldn't be one. Others applauded her for finding something that worked for her and her partner. The nuts and bolts of what they did sound super reasonable to me, one Twitter user wrote. I would love to be in a relationship with such straightforward communication. In an interview with the HuffPost, she responded to her detractors. 99.99 of the critics are men, she said, and shared a little bit more about her relationship. She says that they were friends first and moved in very quickly together because it was COVID lockdown. Because of that, we started seeing each other's good, bad, and ugly very quickly. 
She also works, she works as an executive personal assistant for a tech entrepreneur in San Francisco. Is a type A personality and cleaning up the uh, house. Her boyfriend has more of an I'll get to it eventually core ethos. Uh, it really came down to the fact that we had different levels of cleanliness that were acceptable at home, she said. I needed a well-organized space to work and feel comfortable, whereas in the beginning, he'd be the type of guy to kick his clothes under the bed and leave it there. Things never got to the point of a fight, though, according to her, and the PIP wasn't issued as an ultimatum, but as a last-ditch effort after trying everything else. It wasn't an angry argument. It was literally just like, I don't think this is working out because our lifestyle habits just don't work well together, she said, recalling that her boyfriend made some conditions for the PIP as well. Me, to be patient instead of getting frustrated and wanting to walk away from it all, he asked me to show recognition to be more encouraging when he was doing things right, and he asked me to be straightforward with how I was feeling and my frustrations so I wasn't bottling it up. Looking back, she's glad that she and her partner quickly nipped the issue of the bud. They had only been together for three months at that point, so her thinking was, why waste each other's time? She says it just gets harder as you're together longer because you're reinforcing what's acceptable. Um, as for why she didn't get PIP'd herself, she said her boyfriend didn't really have a problem with how she was living. Plus, she takes direct feedback pretty well, so he never had to repeat himself if she was underperforming on anything. Now, some on social media questioned if it was fair that the mental load of figuring out how to uh, change the relationship dynamic was put on her shoulders. She said that that might have been true at the beginning when her boyfriend needed more help. Now I feel like he does so much for, uh, for me and I could move mountains for him. Um, there's a lot more uh, that's written about the article and uh, establishing norms and all that other good stuff. I can already kind of tell how some of you out there are feeling about that. <laughs> but um, I'm going to go ladies first on this one. What say you to a pip? I mean, yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't believe that what she did was work-based, but she had to put it in a context that he understood. And that's, that's just framing. And framing a situation like that is, is I often do that. I do that with my kids. I do that with people around me. And I'm, a, I'm, I'm basically a straightforward person. Yeah, there's some times when it's like, okay, I'm going to hang back because I don't want – I know the – repercussions is I get it wrong and I'm straightforward and then now I have to backpedal so I do try to understand the situation but there are times when it's like okay do you understand what I'm trying to say to you and then it comes back and it's not and it's like okay so now I have to put it in the world you know I don't see this as any different than hey if you don't clean your room then then you're not going to get these things it's the same same situation. Hey, these are the things you need to improve in your life in order to get a car. These are the things you need to improve in your life in order to maintain this relationship. I don't, I don't see the bad part of that. It's just wording at this point. And it's not an ultimatum. She's, they were together for three months. They're like, hey, if we're going to make this work, we need to sit down and talk and we need to get this worked out. And if I'm type A and this is what I expect from my living space, and it's not the same for you, I'm going to ask you, are you willing to change and do these things? How do I help you accomplish that? I don't, I don't see the bad part of that. 
more people need to do that, I think. Uh. <laughs> it's okay to disagree with me. No, uh, well, you can be one of the 99.9% of people that were back. No, <laughs> here's the thing. I'm, but I'm also one of those people where I'm 50 50. Um, okay. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it seems to me, upon first hearing this story and reading it, it seemed like the proverbial um, odd couple situation of Felix and Oscar. And mm-hmm. it seems more like Felix always trying to change Oscar with Oscar's Oscar and you get to change him but in essence I know for a fact he is probably not all the way giving her a total pip of what he wants. <laughs> right. I know he's not. <laughs> I don't even know him, and I know he's not. <laughs> because it almost, if upon first reading this, it seems like a person who is trying to change someone and use the business model of pip to do it upon mm-hmm. first viewing. It kind of comes off like that because the majority, it's almost like, it seems like it's uneven because here she has these issues with him. His only mm-hmm. issues with her are being patient with him and giving him time to make changes. That really isn't a PIP type of model. That's kind of almost like a request for the PIP model. Because I didn't hear anything about things that she may do that he might want her to change. If you, kind of, you know what I'm kind of saying? It's like she pretty much is like, hey, you're like, clean up your clothes. Probably uh, don't chew with your mouth open. Uh, uh, don't do this. Don't do that. Those are things that drive me nuts. It'll help the relationship. If you don't do it, and in the meanwhile, he's like, okay, well, my issues with you, if we're going to do all of this, is be patient with me if I leave an article of clothing instead of five articles of clothing, and also let me know when you're mad. It almost seems kind of like a cop-out on a PIP plan from him, but if that's what he has, then so be it, because she gave you an open opportunity. But... It almost kind of, it makes me wonder, because she went across some of the things. Now, she didn't share all of the things. And Uh it makes me wonder what else is on that list, because I would be curious to see what else is on that PIP list. Because if it's things such as, I don't like it when you watch um, sports all day on a Saturday, or... I don't like it when you eat uh, McDonald's five nights a week. That's now trying to kind of like change a person. While he may be game to it now, it makes me wonder long term 
you know, if it's like other major things that he has to change or that she puts on that list, if he'll abide by it, and if he doesn't, what will happen? Um, there is such a thing as coming to um, half and half on things that get done. Like, dirty clothes, yeah, we can all agree to disagree. Nobody likes a pig pen. <laughs> um, and when it comes to if you are a class A type of personality or whatever it is, you kind of have to beat that other personality halfway because it's not going to change overnight. If he doesn't change within a month, are you going to hold that against him? Because it takes a very long time to take somebody out of their norm. You know, how much time is she giving him? You know, is she telling him, you know, you only have, you know, a few weeks to get this together? What's the repercussion if he doesn't? You know, it's a lot of things to this where I worry that you're trying to hurry up to get somebody to change a certain way. And they may do it for the interim. But what happens if they slack off or go back to their old ways? Because sometimes some people who do things, usually once or twice, could resort back to the old way. Are you going to hold that against them? And what are the repercussions if he does? I, I just... It's great to have open communication. That's why I was like, I'm half and half on this. The things that are bothering you, of course, you always want to get those out in the open. Now, I guess if this is what works for him from a, quote, business standpoint and tip performance reviews, I guess. <laughs> but it almost kind of seems okay. like. I, ha- I guess I have a question, then. I'm sorry I cut you off. Um, but I do have a question about this, then. If, have you ever worked with people that are – I've worked in IT before, and I've worked with a lot of IT people. And so when when it came across as, you know, it, they'll get to it and they're kind of messy, There's, there, there is a sect of people in the IT world or in the engineering world that are like that. They're very organized in their thinking, but they're very disorganized in their space. He's calling you all weirdos. Have you ever worked with people – like, I, I, and this is this is gonna sound this is gonna sound rude. Have you ever worked with people like that, where they're very, they're oh, very yeah. focused, oh, yeah. and very singular, oh, yeah. and then very technical and very smart? Mm-hmm. I would put you in that category. No offense. If you take offense <laughs> to it, I do apologize. You're a very smart person. You're very you got a very singular like kind of. You're very broad in what you like, but you're very singular in what you're passionate about. But you're a very intelligent person. I haven't lived with you. I don't know if you're a pig or not. I'm not going to even try to make an assumption on either way. I remember your dorm room. It was pretty clean, so I don't know. Whatever. Um, Sometimes certain people only respond to, not necessarily the business part of it, but only respond to being framed in, this, in what they know. Like, this is how I operate. This is what I hear. This is what I understand. This is how I, how I respond. I'm that way. When we have to do something, if it's not written on the calendar, it doesn't exist. You could tell me 15 times, hey, on March 10th, we're going to have a Mario party. And I'm going to go, okay. And it's going to be a stitch. Okay. 
March 10th comes around, 6 o'clock comes around, I've already forgotten. It's gone. You can call me up and be like, I told you this four times. You'd be like, didn't write it on a calendar. Doesn't exist. I don't know how many times we've missed stuff. So I kind of get it. I don't know that she, I'm not in their relationship, so I don't know if she's trying to change him or not, or if she's just trying to soften some of the edges so that they get to talking and communicating in a way that actually makes sense. Um, I guess I guess I'm on her side. Of <laughs> nope, not that like I want to be being tried, if, but if it's, if it's, you know if what I mean. It's something that, if it's something that he's okay with, then I guess by all means, if it works, it works. But upon, that's why I was saying I'm kind of on the fence because if it works, it works. If both sides are agreeants to it, but it kind of seemed like in return, the minute that people had asked, because I knew that was the first question, like, hey, you got all this list for him, but what about you? Well, we noticed you can't be perfect, you know, because that's how it kind of comes across. And when you first hear mm-hmm. stuff like that, or it's just like the prototypical person that's trying to change a person, you know, for the sake of staying together. And if he is game to that, then so be it. But at the end of the day, for everything that you have an issue with this person, I hope that you are just as open because no one in a relationship is perfect because Mm -hmm. those who think that they are, I hope that they are open to the same type of performance review as the one that they're giving someone else. I think that's where a lot of probably that 99.99% get a little concerned Mm -hmm. because it comes Mm -hmm. across, you know, relationship where a woman's trying to change the guy, the guy doesn't have much of a say so and he's doing it to keep the relationship alive. That's how it kind of comes mm. off. That's where the problem lies. Now, if he's okay with it, then by all means, and if you in reverse are open to change yourself as well for things that he mm. wants you to improve on, then I've got no issues with it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm in, I'm in the exact same boat with you there. If you're going to be in a relationship and you're going to be like, hey, you know, I really don't like this about you, you better expect that that other person's going to go, yeah, well, I really don't like this about you. And be ready to hear it. Yeah. You, between you and your partner, you have to decide on whether or not that's going to be the end, all be all, and I'm sorry, I can't deal with it and move on. And that happens. But you have to be open to it. And that's, that's the issue. And, again, communication is, is completely different for, for different people. You can tell me a million times this is what you don't like. And until I've written it down or I've gone through and talked with you about it in a certain way, I'm going to forget. I forgot to get cheesecake from, you know, a drive through order that I just repeated before I went to order from the person in the little box. I forget. So if you don't tell me, if you don't remind me, if you don't go, hey, remember, stuff's going to get forgotten. I'm willing to hear some of those things. I know I'm not perfect. I'm pretty darn close, though. Uh, It just sounds like a lady that doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Great. That's perfect. I have a phone um, call. But yeah, no, I agree with you. 
I agree with you. <laughs> uh, I don't know. She sounds like a lady that doesn't like for her guy to be eating an orange in the shower. That's all I'm saying. Uh, and he might be an orange in the shower kind of guy. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, man. She won't let you have that orange in the shower or the shower beer. <laughs> yep. And that's uh, what you want, but that, you can make those the, decisions. Yes. The clock on the wall is pretty much telling us that we're just about out of time. Um, any shout-outs this week? Oh, you know what? Hold, um, it, hold, it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Before we even do that, I forgot to do something. <laughs> I got to take a look at what's trending. Um, yeah, I did that one other show, and then I thought about it afterwards, and I caught myself. This is You did not remind me. <laughs> um, I told you, if I don't have it written down, I forget. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> um, the uh, <laughs> the things that are trending tonight, uh, Julius Randle is trending uh, because there was a wild and crazy finish to the next Miami Heat game. Um, you'll have to see it to believe it. Uh, it is online, and uh, you can catch that. Uh, also, uh, trending SmackDown is trending tonight. Um, and... A little bit of some sad news, some breaking news here that has come in the last uh, 20 uh, minutes or so. Uh, But actor Tom Sizemore has died after being taken off of life support. Uh, His manager has confirmed that to Variety. Uh, He suffered a brain aneurysm on February 18th. Um, So, uh, of course, he's best known for his role in the 1998 film Saving Private Ryan. Kind of had a little bit of a tumultuous uh, career in life at times, uh, but uh, he's also a Black Hawk, Black Hawk Down and other uh, cult classic movies. But uh, Tom Sizemore dead at the age of 61. Uh, also trending tonight uh, is Creed Three, uh, as that is hitting the theaters. Uh, and then, uh, as I said earlier, and still trending, John Stewart um, for uh, his interview. Uh, that he did uh, with Republican State Senator uh, Nathan Dobb of Oklahoma. It is eight minutes of probably the most riveting television that you will see. And if you have a chance to watch the clip, watch it. Uh, John Stewart, <laughs> I, I tell you, even if you're not on the side of what he was trying to argue, you have to stop and actually think about the argument itself and why it needs a little bit of retooling from um, a political side. But it is riveting uh, television. Also trending tonight, Thunder Snow. Uh, as in Rochester, New York, there were uh, pictures coming in of lightning and thunder doing a snowstorm there tonight. Um, some areas had that. Uh, but thundersnow is trending. I've, I've once saw thundersnow. It's, it's probably the weirdest thing ever. Um, it's been a long time since I've been in an area that had thunderstorms and snow possible yeah. at the same time. Yeah, it's 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 a very weird 
dripping. I don't know how to explain it, but you have to see it. Uh, Caddyshack is trending because there was a survey out uh, where pretty much uh, – well, Caddyshack's trending for a couple of different reasons, but somebody had the whole thing of there was four movies, and you could only keep one. Uh, it was either Coach Carter, The Blind Side, Radio, or Caddyshack. <laughs> so, wow, people... those are not at all in the same group. No, none <laughs> of these things are not like the other. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I have that's no idea it. what I would choose. Do you know what you would choose? Uh, here's the weird thing to this. I never, as much as people love the movie and it's a cult classic, I've never watched Caddyshack. Um, never, I've never seen radio. I think I've seen bits and pieces of Coach Carter, but I did go to the theaters and see The Blind Side. Um, Mm -hmm. so, I mean... I'm kind of more of a comedy person, so I guess I would keep Caddyshack, even though I never saw it. Uh, the rest of them are kind of drama, so um, that is probably what I'd do. Uh, yeah. But uh, those are a few of the things that are out there trending tonight. Um, so definitely uh, kind of an interesting evening. You know, we actually have 14 more minutes before we have used up all our show time. <laughs> We've never gone. We're gonna need to move to a different platform because we we could. I remember when this started and we did this all in a half an hour. Yep. All in a half. Don't know how we did it, but we did it all in a half. (laughs) But uh, and we did and we do this without music or well, commercials really. But we do we do it all without music. It's like we could play music. No, we can't play music. Uh, But. This is a radio station. We did this without music. You imagine that? It's awesome. Um, but yes, any shout outs tonight? I actually do. Um, so happy birthday to Mad Dog. It is his birthday today. So he's out there in the land of Minecraft and uh, Discord and Twitch. So happy birthday to him. Um, happy birthday to one of the mermaids. Their birthday is happening well. I'm in the UK, so I'm taking my time to do it now. Before I forget, I'll probably end up doing it a second time. So they get a double whammy. And I think that's it for now. How about you? Oh, and well, thanks to everybody that's listening. There's somebody out there that always listens to us in the UK in the middle of the morning. So thank you for that. I love the support. Um, Don't don't eat any heart-shaped crisp. (laughs) No. Keep that. Because you might win. <laughs> um, that's that's the best advice that we can give to you. But other than that, uh, I have no shout-outs for this week. Next week, I will tell you in regards to this show, uh, this may be preempted next Friday night with the 411 Lounge. If it is, we will be on Sunday night before the uh, Academy Awards. Uh, time to be determined. So... Follow uh, follow me online at uh, News Comment BTR on Twitter. That's if this 411 Lounge goes through uh, next Friday night. So just, yes, we could be preempted. Uh, but if not, we'll be right back here next Friday night, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central. 
Um, and with that, that's all she wrote. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate you. Tell a friend. Of course, you can always hear us not only here on Blog Talk Radio, but on all platforms that have podcasts such as Spotify or iTunes or iHeartRadio. So for Mary, I'm LeVar. Thanks so much, everybody. Have a great week ahead, and we'll see you next Friday. Well, friends, it's time once again to close that creaking door. Until next week at the same time, when we'll be back with a little hunk of horror. (laughs) You'll be sure to listen, won't you? Until next week, then. Good night. Pleasant thanks for listening to page one don't forget to get the latest show info on twitter at news comment btr and add us as a podcast on apple iHeartRadio, spotify and other platforms where we can be found 